Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Master Joe McGranahan. Hey, man. How you doing over there? I'm doing great. You want some marijuana? Oh, you're still high. <laughs> what is it, like two weeks it's in your bloodstream? Oh, hey, we're talking about that here in Pennsylvania now. We, we've banned uh, Russian products from the state stores. So what's left? Well, and State Senator Gene Yaw says uh, he might be coerced into supporting it in oh, Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah, because of the wave of uh, public sentiment and, you know. There's a like, wave of public sentiment about Well, this, and the, they'll there? need the revenue by then and, you know, some other, and because it seems like strange to not have it somehow legal in Pennsylvania. How legal. does that seem strange? It's well, because other states have it legal elsewhere. So if every other state jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, <laughs> would we go too? <laughs> I think if you listen to Senator Yaw, we might have to. Well, I, I have the greatest respect for Senator Yaw, and I, I certainly respect his opinions. But in this case, as Dan said of President Trump and the so-called vaccine, someone pulled the wool over his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> when is uh, – uh, what's the status of your good – speaking of Senator Yaw opposing common-sense measures that would make us safer – when does your radar bill come up for votes? Elsewhere? I don't know. We don't seem to be able to get it to move in the House. The Senate already passed it. All we need is the House to give it, a, put it on the floor and give it a vote. That's all we're asking. Just mm-hmm. give it a vote. All right. if, it, if it's defeated, it's defeated. But at least we'll know where everyone stands. And it seems to me that the House doesn't want to go on record as saying this is where we stand. For well, some Senator, reason. Okay. Senator Yaw opposed it. Of course, you know that. Right. And, well, I understand Gene's reasoning. And uh, let's see. He also opposes convention of states. Oh, does he? Dead set against oh. it, he said. Yeah, he's afraid of a runaway convention, so that's a real... Well, that's always a concern. A real fear. And uh, let's see. What else? He talked about they could be coerced into supporting recreational marijuana. But, uh, of course, there's no... How would no one coerce Senator Yaw into... <laughs> well, because um, the same way you coerced the Republican leaders in Harrisburg to support gambling or to support medical marijuana. They don't want any of these things, but you have to kind of go with the national Well, the gambling is now pretty well ingrained in our state. Well, that's right. You get coerced because other states are doing it. You're losing out on a lot of revenue. People are going next door. Same with supporting the state liquor system. He said he would support uh, dismantling the state liquor system, which in the past he didn't. So, Well, I, I think dismantling the state liquor system would be a mistake. Okay. Well, a lot of people do, and maybe he does too. But at some point, you have to say, well, we're losing all this money to neighboring states or, you know, people, pretty soon you'll be able to buy a pot mail order from some distant location. So... 
Uh, you won't be able to buy it legally in Pennsylvania, but you can order it, go order it through the mail. Well, I think so. there was an excellent article, letter to the editor by one of our frequent callers on the program uh, last week, and it pointed out some interesting things that very few small private stores would be able to afford the massive inventory that the state store has, even with products that don't aren't big sellers. But let's face it, somebody who owns mom and pop's liquor stores are going to stock what they sell. And, you know, so if I go in there and say I'd like Cabernet Sauvignon and they're a uh, sangria place, I'm not going to get it. All right. I'm a big drinker of the geese and wine from uh, New Zealand, and they have that at the liquor stores. And plus, if you don't if you don't have what you want, they'll order it. And right. it just it's not even a, well, we can't get it or it won't be here for two months. They start the process, they order it, and eventually you get it. I guess they're going to have a discount sale on Russian vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they took that off the shelves, which yeah, is kind of strange, I thought, because I can see how if you can say I'm not going to buy any more. But if if you took if you take wine off or liquor vodka off the shelves that you've already purchased, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. How are you going to sell it? Well, that's true. Eventually, something will have to be done with it, unless it's like prohibition and they break the bottles, smash the bottles, <laughs> run it down the, the gutter. The alley. But you know, I was surprised too that uh, all these other countries are barring Russian airplanes from their airspace, but we haven't done that. Seems to me that President Biden is kind of lagging behind here and taking the tough measures necessary to combat Mr. Putin's aggression. I found it interesting over the weekend the speculation that he may be mentally ill. Uh, right. Yeah, it, it seems to come up. You said but the same thing about President Trump, of I course. I was just going to say, you know, and so let's suppose we stipulate that Putin is mentally ill. What difference does it make? It doesn't change anything. So I think that's well, why... Well, it does change it, something if he's able to launch the nuclear strikes that he's apparently thinking about launching. Well, I thought he beefed up his nuclear defenses. He put them on alert, high right. alert. Yeah, but that's defensive measures. Is it? it? Not... Well... If he if he starts sending out nuclear weapons, I think somebody's going to nuke Moscow while he's in town. Well, that would be the way. Yeah. I heard one person this morning. It's the first time I heard somebody on TV calling for a murder, but someone suggested that instead of looking Putin in the eyes, we close his eyes permanently. Hmm. Well, I think people can think that, but I'm sure he won't go anywhere near anybody who's going to be any kind of a threat to him. I mean, he won't be at those uh, talks at no, the I'm sure Russian or the Ukrainian-Belarus border today. And now Belarus is threatening to come into the conflict on the side of Russia, which would Im- seem to indicate that Russia is having a rough time of it. Well, and conservatives, <laughs> yourself excluded, are fully in Putin's court. They support Putin. No, uh, I don't believe that. And uh, I don't believe that. What? I think, you know... You didn't hear CPAC remarks? Well, let's look at it analytically. If I say someone made a brilliant move, if that's my opinion, that doesn't mean I'm praising them. It means mm-hmm. I'm assessing their actions. Okay. If President Trump says he's brilliant or he did a brilliant thing. Genius. Well, genius thing. All right. Well, that's assessing the man's actions. That's not a comment on his character. I don't All right. Believe. Well, let's. Okay. So. If I said I believe my friend uh, Vladimir is a genius, now that's different from saying that was a genius move. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he did say that's a genius move. But anyway. <laughs> But regardless, context is everything, so we certainly would love to stand on that on this show. But uh, well, got to stand on something. Well, just hold on a second. Okay, so let's extend that metaphor still farther. All right. Under what circumstances can you praise Adolf Hitler? You know, he, he was great at setting up camps that could house a lot of people. <laughs> All right. Is that it, what kind of praise is that? Well, he he got Germany out of the depression. He put people okay. back to work. He held Olympics I mean, all those during things, the war. All those things are true. I mean, the fact that he was was a madman and he killed 
was responsible for the deaths of some 30, 40, 50 million people. 70 million. 70 million, whatever the number was. Well, of course, you have to throw Japan in there. They did their fair share oh, of killing, true. too. Well, and Mussolini had a, a, a role in this. Yeah, and Ethiopia in particular. But, you know, you can you can say all those things, and they're, and they're true. But on the other hand, uh, like they said of Mussolini, he made the trains run on time. Mm-hmm. You know, every bad person starts out doing something good, don't you think? Otherwise, how would they get in power? Yeah, you know, I, I, I got what you're saying. They they become despots or tyrants over time. And in what way? Since Russia has the internet, right? So does not. I, mean, I know Russian citizens see on the state TV that this is a a fight for sovereignty and to reclaim Russia's rightful ownership of Ukraine. But at what point do they eventually get the actual message that Russia is becoming the pariah of the globe? I think they're getting that message now, and I, I must say I'm impressed by Germany stepping up as strongly as they did. They're going to loan them the tank. Well, you know, let's face it, Germany owes Ukraine a great deal because of the terrible way they behaved in that country during World War II. I mean, the Germans were terrible oppressors. You know, if now they have a chance to make it up to the Ukrainians, then I think they should be doing that, and it appears that's what their chancellor is doing now. All right, we would invite you to participate in our coffee table clutch here about the Russian-Ukrainian invasion and uh, President Biden's role, uh, strong or otherwise, in your view, and President President uh, Trump, of course, President Trump uh, over the weekend, I don't know if he hinted or just said it outright that he's going to run for president in 2024. So that well, was a straw poll at CPAC indicated that he was the first choice, followed by uh, gov- the governor DeSantis. Right. But some people voted for DeSantis, which as far as I'm concerned, that's the good news. You know, so all right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Why don't you read the upper right hand corner right. and then we'll take our, our friend callers. Dick says, I'm sure as I listen to the program on Monday, the regular cast of callers will be calling praising Trump and bashing Biden, basically supporting his stand on supporting Putin, the genius. For me, I was quite shocked that any former president or U.S. Army general and former Secretary of State would praise a Russian president and former KGB agent, trained killing machines, men that have no soul, heartless, kill with no remorse. I read where the KGB had killed in excess of 140,000 of their own citizens, usually for not towing the party line, basically disagreeing with the Communist Party doctrine, and as General Pompeo, uh, Attorney General Pompeo stated, no, he was Secretary of State, he wasn't a general. Uh, Secretary of State Pompeo stated, I have a lot of respect for Vladimir Putin. I really don't care or expect many of you, not like President Biden. I am not a big fan of his, nor was I a Trump fan, but I find Putin the lowest form of human life. That's Dick speaking in the last sentence there, not uh, Pompeo. Right. All right, uh, we got our first caller on the air. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Uh, so over in Ukraine, the, the authorities are issuing full auto select fire weapons to the civilian people to defend their homeland. Now, that's fine and dandy. But if those people had already had the weapons their own, they wouldn't have to do that. Now, I did see on a, on Instagram, Washington Post had posted a uh, 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 video of reporters saying, yeah, they're lining up at the police station so they get background checks before they issue the weapons. <laughs> really? Really, the Russians are at the gate and they're going to do background checks on their citizens <laughs> so that they can issue weapons to defend the country. Is that literally what was happening? Do you know that that's actually what was happening? 
I don't know if that is. That's what the Washington Post reporter had on video. Well, consider the source, first of all. First of all what? Consider Consider the the source. source. Oh, first the of all, consider the source. Well, okay, that that was that was yeah. I, I kind of went that way too, but you know, to put that out there is just insanity. Now there was a line of people there. I don't know what was going on in the inside. They supposedly at the police station getting their weapons issued. Now whether they're actually conducting a background check, which would be pure insanity, <laughs> I don't know. But Maybe that's it only what takes was a being minute. reported. So <laughs> if you're suggesting that the Washington Post would put out fake news? No, Mark, come on, how can that be? They never do such things. They only, above the board, truth on the reporting, right? I'm just thinking, from the time, from the place where this happened, where this supposed background check is occurring, till the somebody photographs it and the reporter sees it, and he interprets it, and calls it a background check, and then it gets, no, no, Mark. gets channeled no, Mark. to you, however, it is quite possible that what is exactly happening at that city hall is not precisely what we're being told. That's what I'm well, trying that's to say. A possibility, too. Right. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of interpreters along the way. <laughs> no, Mark. It was a reporter standing in front of the police station reporting it. Okay, it wasn't somebody in Washington D.C. at the at the you know the evening desk reporting it. It was the guy standing there being filmed reporting it. Gotcha. Okay, so you're oh, certain of that? So he oh, was he was on okay, the scene. Good. All right, supposedly. that's great. It's you know whatever is it, a background check there precisely what it is here. Good point. Well, I I have no idea, Mark, but it doesn't matter. Why? Why, not? Why does if it you're matter? so worried about the Russians at the gate, would you? Be worried about whether or not the guy could legally own a firearm. Well, I don't think, Stan. I don't think you want to hand it out to a raving lunatic or somebody who might make the situation worse. You wouldn't want me to have one. <laughs> well, you already do. <laughs> oh yeah. But I mean, I, I can understand. <laughs> I, I can understand wanting <laughs> to have some kind of uh, responsible handing out of these weapons. I mean, I wouldn't hand them to an eight-year-old fill kid. Out the form anyway, so they know which person right. got which gun. I don't know. No. Now, they wouldn't hand them out to 18-year-old kids because Zelensky has said that no one over the age of between 18 and 60 males can leave the country, run as refugees. They must stay and fight. So they wouldn't hand them out to 8-year-old kids because the kid is small. They know better. But maybe we want a few raving lunatics to have them and point them towards the Russians and say, Shoot them. All right. It just seems to me the globe's falling apart, and you're concerned about background checks at City Hall in, now, in Kiev. I, I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm uh, pointing out the absurdity of it, but what my point gotcha. is, with this country, we have the Second Amendment, and everybody on the left continue to say, you don't need your AR-15s. That is precisely this type of weapons that they are handing out to the civilians in Ukraine right now. Actually... The ones in Ukraine are probably a little better. They're select fire. So they're full auto, actually. And we don't have that unless you pay thousands of dollars and go through months-long background checks. That's which, the way it is in this country. But the Second done. Amendment is there for us to take care of problems like that. We wouldn't be running to the police station to stand in line to get weapons, would we? No, we, we're, we're, we're ready. All right. All right. So thank you, Stan. we got another caller, but thank you so much yeah, thanks, for calling Dan. in. Thank you. one 800 Eric, stand by. Uh, we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236.
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right. Uh, Washington Post is reported over the weekend. In Kiev, a line stretched down the block at a police station to receive weapons and bullets that officials handed out after a brief background check. Ukrainian Interior Minister Denis Monstarevsky said in a video message that volunteers in Kiev alone were given more than 25,000 automatic rifles and about 10 million bullets and rocket-propelled grenades and launchers. Nearby dozens of people huddled in a decades-old underground bunker to assemble Molotov cocktails, or petrol bombs as they're called there, carefully stuffing old wine and champagne bottles with packing material and flammable liquid before delivering them to groups of local defense forces nearby. Well, so, yeah, great, great articles explain, uh, from the street level. And Washington Post has a thing on their website, and I'm assuming anybody can do this. You can listen to the article instead of read it. So that's to my liking. All right, Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. First to stand, perhaps, just perhaps, the local police were taking a brief background check to make sure that the people they were handing the arms to were actually Ukrainian citizens and not Soviet or Russian infiltrators. Just a thought, stand. maybe just some basic stuff. Show your... Second, the chance of the United States being invaded by a foreign power and us needing to have Kalashnikovs or AK-47s to defend ourselves, what are the chances of that versus all these high school shootings? which have occurred, some of them, not all of them, but some of them. Uh, well, that has nothing to do with it. I, I don't think uh, <laughs> weapon laws should be based on what are the odds you'll be invaded. Well, weapon laws should be based people on... Do. People do. I have a very good friend who, who's staunch defender that anything that the military has, public citizens should have so we can defend ourselves in case of, of uh, taking, you know, taking if the military oversteps his bounds. Well, I'm trying to believe that. He's so right. If they have automatic weapons, we should private citizens have automatic weapons in, as a deterrent. Well, your friend is in the right on this one. That's not the reason I called. Uh, <laughs> I, I think our, our, our comparison of Putin to historical figures is skewed. Hitler is Hitler. Uh, Stalin. Stalin's the man you should focus on, because I think that's who Putin wants to be. He wants to be the new Stalin. Uh, mm. There's different estimates, but there are some estimates that Stalin actually killed more people, killed more of his own countrymen, uh, by his actions than actually Hitler did. Well, he, uh, did, in look, the, he did in the purges in the 30s. He certainly exactly, killed most exactly. of the people in the army, <laughs> most of his leaders. But, but also, he, it, it is a historical fact that he orchestrated the uh, famine in the Ukraine, which they think uh, caused the death of 3 to 4 million Ukrainians due to starvation, and then stood by and did nothing about it. So well, he wasn't the, a good man. The, I think the Russian, <laughs> Russian uh, aggression against the Ukraine has historical basis, and I think this is what Putin wants to be. He wants to be the new Joseph Stalin. 
He wants to be the one to see as, you know, the holding the, the red shield and, you know, making Russia great again. He doesn't care who <laughs> or what he comes in the way. And I'll remind everyone also that Stalin uh, went through the Ukraine, which was part of the Soviet Union at the time, and used that as a jumping-off point to stab Poland in the back in the early days of World War II after Germany had invaded Poland from the west, Stalin invaded Poland from the east. Well, that was based on an agreement between the two countries splitting it up. Oh, right. So that makes it right, Joe? No, I'm just explaining that he just he didn't do it unilaterally. He did it hoping to appease Hitler and get Hitler on his side. No, he did it because it was a land grab. He saw a, a weak a Poland unable to defend itself, so he, he grabbed it. You think he think, you think he grabbed the, the uh, eastern part or the uh, western part of Poland to satisfy something Hitler promised? No, no, no. Hitler was taken totally by surprise by that. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was not at all. They had an agreement. They met at a, at a designated point. Read your history. But do you think Hitler was, was happy to give a part of Poland to Russia? At that point, he was because it freed his hand in, in dealing with France and with uh, England. Yeah, and, and then we know that uh, by having to go that much further, it probably saved Russia in the long run. My point is this. Um, we have no indication that unless we smack Mr. Putin in the mouth with everything we can, he's going to stop at the Ukrainian border. Well, I agree with you on that. I think he needs to be hauled up short here and hauled up short quickly. And I don't think President Biden is doing everything he should be doing. Why are we allowing their airplanes to fly here? I think we're doing it step by step. Okay. Well, I think the Germans we are be, way What we have to remember is that this is the United, not the United States acting on its own. And we have to have the picture that the United States is acting in cohort with the rest of the world, or at minimum, at least with the rest of NATO. And what we're doing is trying to act in cohort with these other nations and taking the same steps they're taking to make that look like this well, is then a Russia versus we, United States. Why aren't States? we banning their aircraft? Because other states have already done that. Canada's done it. Germany's done it. Why aren't we doing it? Uh, and who's to say we're not? Who, who's, well, to, who's to know what the grand strategy is? We are doing it because they're allowed to fly in here. We would announce it. You, you, it wouldn't just be done in the middle of the night in the dark. Is now the time to do that, or do we want more people exactly, to get out of exactly. Russia? Exactly. It is, it is a rolling procedure, okay? Uh, I, I believe that the, the, uh, the president's uh, strategy is sound. And isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing to you that on Thursday, after the attack, or after the day of the attack, um... There was tremendous, the stock market totally tanked, and then it totally turned around after what happened. What caused the, the stock market to turn around? You tell us. I, I have the president's speech. After the president's speech, that stock market did, did a 180-degree turn and came up, what, 900 points after the president spoke. Coincidence? Could or be. Or leadership? <laughs> What's well, not leadership? So I'll go with By your coincidence. definition. Uh, well, well, I'll go with coincidence. You know, what do you say? Money talks and something else walks, right, Joe? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what walks? Uh, bovine excrement. Oh, no kidding. Okay. I never heard that uh, phrase. I'll, I'll end my segment today with this. A pessimist see, sees a dark train tunnel. An optimist sees a light at the end of the tunnel. A pragmatic person sees an oncoming train.
in the tunnel. <laughs> and Eric is the pragmatic person in this the, illustration. The engineer of the train sees three idiots standing on the tracks. <laughs> right, and only one of them jumps out of the way. All right, thank you so much, Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Have, have a great day. Yep. All right, upper right-hand corner and go down. Said if Trump said Putin was shrewd instead of smart or genius, there would be no controversy. Semantics. Trump explained his remark in his commentary. Well, that's a good point. You know, probably the word genius and Putin shouldn't be... Well, you know, there's such a thing as a mad genius. Right. (laughs) Well, and who knows? It's President Trump saying this. Who knows? You know, I I think we're hung up on that. And then our friend Tom always has something useful to add. Glad to see the clown car made it back safe and sound from CPAC. (laughs) On the mark should be extra special this week. I'm pumped. (laughs) Thank you, Tom. (laughs) All right. And somebody sent us the uh, step-by-step instructions. If if, uh, this FEMA nuclear strike warning for citizens, of course, your fingers and face, if they're not burned off, you should match. Mask up in distance. I'm not quite sure what we're talking about. I think about that's. There. Well, you remember back. Well, no, you don't. But when I went to school in the Cold War era, mm-hmm. we used to have duck and cover drills in school. We'd hide under the desks. Now, if a nuclear thermonuclear device went off, hiding under our wooden desks probably would not have been terribly effective. <laughs> no, but people like to take action. All right, there are three texts, and right. uh, let me tell you who came from, or not which came from who, but. Uh, the top and the bottom came from the same person. Okay. Uh, the top one says, Ukraine are allowing prisoners out of jail to fight, too. And, Stan, most people don't have military weapons at home, so that's why Ukraine must give the people arms. And then another one says, Stan is once again going down a rabbit hole at a time when this crap doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think Stan's on to something if uh, he thinks the background check is too onerous for people defending key. But they are actually letting people out of jail on the promise if they fight, it, their mm-hmm. uh, past sins will be forgiven. Right, and men have to stay and fight. And as soon as the Russians get out of the tanks, all heck's going to break loose. Well, uh, let's hope they're honorable enough to actually use the weapons to do that instead of sticking up grocery stores with it. In Kiev. Right. And you're worried about grocery stores. Okay. Well, I'm with Stan's worried about background, background checks, checks. I'm worried about uh, grocery stores. It says... People uh, do have to eat. You, you know. notice how Stan omitted the word brief background check from this. Of course, well, in, in Pennsylvania, brevi- background check... Define brevity. Well, in Pennsylvania, background check, if, if everything goes satisfactorily and they're connected at the other end, it's probably... 10 minutes or so, 10 to 20 minutes, I would think. And uh, in Kiev, it's, see this gun? Yep, you pass. <laughs> Are you a good person? Yes, I am. Here's a gun. Are you a burglar? <laughs> nope. Are you going to use it to hurt Ukrainians? Hey, nope. you got to admire their guts, though. I mean, I, yep. I, I, I think the they're citizens. setting the standard for the rest of the world in terms of courage to defend your beliefs and your country. All right. We will continue this conversation during the 9 a.m. hour. We'll talk about some domestic issues as well. To be continued, we'll ask for your participation. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's across from me. Mr. Rob is our fabulous uh, producer, so he's doing uh, the usual hard work over there, making sure everything is available and fantastic and up and running and uh, ready for calls. So, uh, put him to work. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM in your text. Uh, on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. We do have some very brief news headlines here. A local woman has been scammed out of $15,000 after falling victim to a scam. Milton State Police say the incident was reported February 18th in Lewis Township, Union County. Troopers tell us the victim received an email from supposedly Amazon.com and a supposed technical support member there who said uh, $15,000 was at stake if her bank accounts were exposed on the dark web. Uh, she purchased $15,000 in assorted gift cards and gave the caller the validation numbers. Uh, she's out that money. Troopers investigating. We're wrapping up Rock Red for Healthy Hearts. The cardiac rehab topic popped up again on WKOK. A lot of people think it's just exercising after you've had some sort of event. And uh, in short, that is what it is. But we're trying to bring in, we're trying to individualize the program, and then we're trying to treat all your risk factors to make you a healthier individual. Alan Larson, exercise physiologist in the cardiac rehab department at Evangelical Community Hospital, uh, helping us uh, talk about cardiac rehab. Connecting to your personal care physician is one of the most important parts of rehab. In Lycoming County, a well-known state representative is not running again. He'll announce he, re he will retire at the end of his current term. Uh, Jeff Wheeland in the 83rd district in Loyal Sock Township said during his time in office he earned a good reputation for pushing conservative fiscal values and focusing on attracting new jobs to the state as well as focusing on the correlation between a strong education system and economic and job growth. Of course, you remember in 2019 he was leading in the process to replace U.S. Congressman Tom Marino, who resigned when accusations of spousal and child abuse surfaced and Wheeland withdrew from the race and uh, the rest is history. That helped clear the field for U.S. Congressman Fred Keller to emerge as the U.S. Congressman in the 12th District then. Of course, now he's going to live in the 15th District and will be running in the 9th District. So we haven't talked much about that, but we can discuss that too. Good news for folks who want President Trump to run again. Republicans heard those magic words Saturday night. We did it twice. We'll do it again, former President Donald Trump told CPAC. We're going to be doing it again a third time, meaning running for president. Leading Republicans spent much of the three days avoiding Donald Trump's chief grievances or ignoring them altogether as the unified behind a midterm message designed to win back voters of the polarizing former president that he may have alienated while in office. But that changed Saturday night as they embraced him. A poll showed that Ron DeSantis was a distant second. And actually, I was surprised that they even um, voted for Ron DeSantis. I mean, that's like voting for one of Putin's enemies. 
you know, in the Russian election. But, of course, President Trump emerged from CPAC. So did Marjorie Taylor Greene, who also took some time off to be a special guest at a white nationalist conference up the street where she said uh, that it's important that all political views have a voice, even those who hate uh, anybody who isn't white. And let's see. We talked about Ukraine in a photo widely shared on social media. An 80-year-old Ukrainian man is seen trying to join the army. He was carrying a small suitcase with a pair of pants, a couple of T-shirts, and a toothbrush, and a few sandwiches. What when else he, would you need? Right. When he approached a Ukrainian soldier, the man said he was trying to enlist for his grandchildren. After the photo went viral, many users were applauding the man's bravery. And finally, in case you didn't catch it, President Biden announced he's nominating Katanji Brown-Jackson to replace Stephen Breyer in the U.S. Supreme Court. All right. All right. right. Lines are open. 1-800-795-9565. We spent the day talking about the Ukraine. President Biden not doing enough was one sentence heard. President Putin is genius, and of course many conservatives very much embrace him. Well, when you talk about tone deaf, over the weekend, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said the U.S. needs to decrease its reliance on foreign oil by switching over to renewable energy, not increasing domestic production. Talk about tone deaf. You know, that, that's fine. How about We're if we do put both? Up, we, all right, but let's face it. One is an immediate short-term fix for the problem we're facing now. The other is a long-range pie-in-the-sky maybe option. Let's let's do what we need to do now to solve today's problem while we keep our eye on the future and work toward solving that as well. Is that how you ran this business? We'll do the wrong thing first so we can tie this Not over. the wrong thing. It's the right thing because it keeps us going now. I mean, w- in your view, right? well, the alternative using your analogy would be to shut the business down and wait for the wait t- for revenue wait, to come wait in, wait for thing, good things to happen <laughs> later on. All right. Well, and your your encapsulation. That's why you of, never ran a business, brother. <laughs> I I ran a bankrupt landscaping business. I can believe that. <laughs> Don't you remember Lawrence's worthless landscaping business? Oh yeah, I do recall that. Right. right. It was a big. You were the people that had to keep telling you the green side goes up. <laughs> Stop string trimming the lawn and mowing down the flowers. Okay. Joseph, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting through some frivolity. Go right ahead. Yes, thank you for taking my call. <clears throat> yes, there's these claims of uh, Putin being a genius, and then I hear the analogy of David and Goliath, you know, because Putin had over 200,000 troops massed on the border and uh, all the armament. Uh, do you realize that when the Soviet Union broke up, there were many Jews that fled uh, Russia and moved into Ukraine? And in fact, the president of Ukraine is a Jew, and he's standing up a little like David did. You know what I'm saying? In, in the in the face of this uh, war, and uh, they're doing pretty well. For uh, I've been watching the news this morning uh, against Russia, uh, considering you know what I'm saying. But here's what I want to say about Putin: uh, he doesn't learn very well from history. Uh, first of all, look what Hitler did to the Jews, and look what happened to him and his regime. Then just look in recent times, in 1967, in what's called the Six-Day War. You realize that a couple weeks before that, there was a German, or excuse me, German, a Russian officer told Abdul Nasser, the president of Egypt, that Israel was planning on attacking them. Now, that was a lie. So they massed troops on the Israeli border, and they joined up, Jordanian forces joined up uh, on the other, on the west, on the east side, and uh, they had over 200,000 troops. Uh, ready to move in and take Israel, and little Israel in six days wiped them out. Now, of course, it wasn't Israel's strength of power in their physical strength. 
it was the angel of Yahweh going before them. And uh, Putin better watch <laughs> out here because he could get his uh, <laughs> get uh, kicked out of there pretty quick or defeated. And, and in fact, I've, I've been to Israel quite a few times. And I spoke to the IDF, the soldiers, and they said they realized that Russia is their enemy. And the, the reason they do that is read Ezekiel uh, 39 and uh, 38, and you'll see that Russia is going to come down against the mountains of Israel in the end time here. It says Gog, Magog, Meshach, and Tubal. Well, remember 1967, I think, or 1960s, uh, when Gary Powers, the U-2 pilot, was shot down over Russia? Yes, I recall right? that. Right, he was held prisoner there, and that was over the city of Tabashk. Now, Tabashk is in central Russia, which was named after the patriarch, uh, or Tubal, in my, what we say in the Bible says Tubal, is uh, talking about the city of Tabashk, and Meshach is Moscow, uh, the descendants of Meshach. Uh, and and that, that they, they wound up in Russia, in that territory. And it speaks to them in the, their uh, ancient ancestors' names, uh, in modern names, just like Persia in the Bible would be Iran today. Okay. What's that so got to do with yeah, Ukraine? Let, let's, let's, focus, let's, focus on, let's focus on the Ukraine today. We're not interested Ram, in a biblical... No, we're not, we're not interested in... Bi- of, of let's talk about modern. Let's, what's going to come? Let's talk about and, modern and history. Come that these nations are going to be allied against Israel, and they will be destroyed. Russia will be destroyed on the mountains of Israel, and very well may be destroyed in the the plains of uh, Ukraine. Yeah, let's talk today. about this. What should Israel yeah, be doing now, Joseph? Just Joseph, well Joseph, be. Joseph. Hello, and, Joseph. Uh, if Putin would watch him, he'll pick on the Jews. <laughs> That's Yahweh's own uh, children there, you know, Joseph. physically speaking. Joseph, what should Israel do now? Well, what, what's well, Israel uh, got in this fight? What should fight? Israel do now? Uh, they are prepared to fight, always, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, they have neutron bombs and so forth, and uh, that's what they're going to unleash on Russia when it comes down against Israel, but I don't know if they're going to help out the Ukraine or not. Okay. But uh, I, I think they may. Uh, because they're very bold in, in you know, right. uh, situations. Yeah, I think they're strangely quiet throughout all of this, so we'll see. Yeah. All right, thank you so much, Joseph. Did very you see what they did in Iran? Yep, we, we saw all of history. Yep, we saw in it Iran, too. Iran, I mean, so. when they knocked out the uh, nuclear stuff there, you know. Gotcha. All right. Thank you so much, sir. Very much appreciate it. All right. We've got one call coming in. I don't think the six-day war has a real corollary to what's going on in Ukraine right now. Okay. Uh, Lower right-hand corner, Joe. All right. Now Republicans complain about President Biden allowing Russian planes bringing Americans home. But big babies cried about it when it happened in Afghanistan. I Afghanistan. They ran out of letters. characters, right? Actually, you know nobody cried about airplanes. There weren't Russian airplanes bringing people home from Afghanistan. No, U.S. military planes. Right, but they're not not Russian planes. Uh, and this was from Stan. Eric. Blah, blah, blah. We know you hate the <laughs> AR-15. Put your fear away and get some common sense. Oh, yeah. You could have got a common You could have got a common sense AR-15 a couple of weekends ago. They had a big gun show up in Bloomsburg. All right. All right. right. 1-800-795-9565. Mike squeaks in right before a quickie break. So good morning, sir. Go ahead. You're Hi, on Mike. It. Hey, uh, men, you know, Mark and Joe, it's amazing how my recollection of reality is so much the same as Joe's and, and different than Mark's because I grew up during the peak of the Cold, Cold War where we did the drills where we went to the basement right. and I watched this Sputnik fly over my house well it didn't fly obviously but it, go over my house 
and you know we were behind in the space race and we were we were really worried about the russians okay? you could see sputnik it, yes you could oh, oh. without a doubt mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah it went it went north to south not not like ours go uh, west to east gotcha. and uh yeah, and, and it was talked about, you know, it, it was covered on the radio, and you, and you knew when it was coming and a chance to see it and everything, you know, so it was big news, and we were behind. But the point I really want to make is this. I think that, well, this all started this morning. I turned on MSNBC, and I and there's a guy on there I don't know, and I recognize the MSNBC guy, but I, I don't know him by name. And I'm listening to this former ambassador talk, and if you could have just put Trump's name in instead of Putin, it was like it was a couple of years ago, and everybody was out, you know, calling uh, Trump a dictator, and he's unstable, and he's going to get us into a war, and he's going to—he's crazy, blah blah blah. And they went on and on, and then, you know, they're using Putin's name, but it was just like they did Trump. Well, see, Trump—they—they they couldn't shoot him, they couldn't poison him, so they had to do a political anass assassination on Trump, and that's what happened. But the assassination on. Uh, Putin's, pro you know, in my mind, it's probably going to happen. And the simple reason is we are weaponizing the U.S. dollar. We're starting to freeze these oligarchs' uh, accounts that are held in dollars. And that's what Russians do. Anybody that's rich, they can get out of there. They can move to some other country, you know, England or the Mediterranean, and they have their money set in dollars, not rubles. And I think that, the, that right now, okay, the, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is at the end of the day, this weaponization of the U.S. dollar is really dangerous. And the reason why is because that rule about for every action there's a, an equal and opposite action. Reaction. Well, this comes, it's going to create risk for the dollar, more risk for the dollar to people hold it. And they're going to say, hey, if I'm holding dollars and we get on the wrong side of the U.S. and they start freezing our accounts and maybe even liquidating them, it's, it's just another danger to the dollar. And I think it's really, I know we've done it in the past, but this time it seems to be really used as a weapon out in the open and people are hearing about it and I don't like it. Good point. Well, I always try to give you good points. I do my best <laughs> and I appreciate, the, I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to do that. But uh, the age difference, I don't know what you are, Mark. I'll be 67 pretty soon. And uh, it's, it is amazing. Uh, and I and I started no, noticing the age uh, difference back in 2008, when the kids in Bloomsburg University living in the apartments downtown, because the apartments downtown were big then. And when it was announced early that night, or, you know, it was late in the evening, but it was early for election. When they said Obama was the guy, those kids just went out into the street. They flooded the streets. They stopped traffic, which you know, when I was in college. That would have been beyond my comprehension as a student, and, and listen, I didn't behave, honestly, uh, to do anything like that over, over a political event. So then, it, right then and there, I knew the millennials, I, I guess they were called millennials, I knew they were different, and change was coming. So, hey, you guys have a great day, and uh, I'm waiting for the other callers. I hope there's another great one. Oh, what happened? I don't know, but his phone was having a bit of a struggle, of a struggle. struggle yeah, there to start with. There. We're still yeah. connected, but he's gone. All right. Well, Mike, we just missed your very, very last word, so sorry about that. Uh, we will have a professor from Bucknell University calling in on Thursday morning on this show. Uh, professor's been to Ukraine, studied Chernobyl and uh, Russian uh, politics and infrastructure and extraction and language. and well, Maybe everything will be over by then. A wide range of, well, regardless of wherever the state of it is, she'll still have some great... Uh, 
um, topics to discuss related to this. So, uh, And she's in the Environmental Sciences Department at Bucknell, but has studied energy through and through well, throughout speaking of that, Europe. So Jen, to be continued. Jen Saki went on to say, just briefly, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and we need to look at other ways of having energy in our country and others, Saki okay. said during an interview on ABC this week. We've seen over the last week or so a number of European countries are recognizing the so, need to reduce their own reliance right, on so Russian oil. so she's in oil. the wrong. Moving on. Putin's is a genius oil. and Saki's all wrong. No, there anything I, didn't else you got was, to say? I didn't say Putin was a genius. Don't put those no, words in No, President Trump said that. <laughs> all right. To be continued, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Please email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We're talking about the Russian-Ukrainian crisis and uh, soldiers, individual soldiers, including an 80-year-old uh, signing up and uh, folks, citizens signing up for automatic weapons after a very brief but irritating background check uh, in Kiev and uh, uh, how different it is in the U.S. now than it was back in the 1960s. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Good bumper music. Thank you so much, Rob Center. Fabulous producer. He's a super-duper producer. We appreciate that. Listen, we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.kok.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Still doing some uh, conversation about the Russian crisis uh, or the Russian uh, in- invasion of Ukraine. Uh, some Russian troops on the outskirts skirts of Kiev and some barreling through Kharkiv, another city nearby. So, um, May I ask you a question? Yes, please. All right. Now, you made fun of me for bringing up Jen Psaki, but let me ask you a practical question. <laughs> Given the fact that the Russians are providing so much oil to European countries and to the United States, and we don't want to reward them for their bad behavior, and even though the environment maybe will be adversely impacted on a short-range basis, I don't think so, but maybe it would be, would Wouldn't it still be better to increase our domestic production of oil to build the pipelines we need to build to move it where it needs to go in order to support our allies and our own country and avoid giving Russia compensation for its bad behavior. Well, sure, that's fine. I think we should cut off all Russian oil right now and do whatever we have to do to do it. That doesn't bother me. I know Jen Psaki says that's not what the president wants to do, but there's a reason he's exceedingly unpopular. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't think it's just the progressive wing. I think there's, you know, half the country knows that uh, the world is not flat and we're going to have to move forward. But I don't have any problem, you know, if we we have a lot of drilling licenses and rigs a lot of places where they're not being used, as Senator Yoss 
said when he sat in that chair on Friday. We have a lot of drilling opportunity in Pennsylvania for natural gas that we're not utilizing. So I don't have any problem with that. If, if we need to be independent in order to be more stable, let's do it, and then let's work to the future. Well, then we're not in disagreement. I never said we were. You made it sound as if we were. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's the goal of the show, is to make it sound like you and I disagree about everything. I try to use as much common sense as possible here. Well, you know, you've been a little little short supply. I heard heard it from Danville. (laughs) Been a little short supply coming from that side of the table, but I really appreciate your effort. All right. Eric, you have waited an inordinately long time in order to, to enjoy a minute, but go ahead. I love when people text in instead of calling in so they can hide behind whatever. So blah, 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 Eric, get rid of your fear. <laughs> get rid of my fear. Yeah, tell that to my brother and sister-in-law who on February 14, 2018, after coming home from a funeral up here in central Pennsylvania, woke up to down to shots and police sirens because their local high school, Parkman Stowe, uh, Parkman, Parkland Stoneman Douglas High School, which is blocks away from their house, was under assault by this crazy kid, Nicholas Cruz, with a semi-automatic weapon. The only thing that kept them sane at all was, by the grace of God, their two kids had gra- already graduated from the high school, and their youngest was in the middle school, not the high school. So you tell me to not fear things when this has personally hit my family? No. No. There's a reason that we should not be, be have the proliferation of these semi-automatic weapons. You know, the chances of them being used to kill our kids in school is one heck of a lot more than any chance that we'll need to have to use them in defense of our homes. Well, I don't think and it how, was... And how did this, this 19-year-old kid get that weapon? I don't think it, it relates illegal, personally to your family. Owned, you know? I think it's just more... Don't tell me not to fear when this is hit that close to my family. (laughs) All right, we got you, Eric. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep, appreciate appreciate the call. Uh, Dan, thank you for waiting. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Well, you know, you're talking about IQ. You know, yeah, you can have a high IQ and still not have the wisdom to go with it. And that's how I look at Putin. Yeah, he may be a highly intelligent person, but he don't have the wisdom to go with it. And I think he's going a little mad right now. So that that's the difference. I don't claim to have a high IQ, but I believe I have some God-given wisdom. And what the Pennsylvania Dutch, we call it horse sense. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what President Trump had. I believe he he probably did have a high IQ, but he had a lot of wisdom to go with what he'd done. And and that's why I think right now, I agree with you, Joe, we should be pumping oil here like crazy. We don't need these high oil prices and gasoline prices that we have. If we would just pump, it's like, Sarah Palin said, pump, baby, pump, or drill, baby, drill. We don't need these high prices. We have a, we could supply a lot of other places with oil products, and why we're not doing it, it I don't know. It, you know, I know it's part of the Green New Deal and all that kind of thing, but what we need to do Wisdom would tell the president and his group in there, get the oil out here, 
and we can eliminate some of this inflation due to the war over there. You know what I would suggest, Dan? You know, everybody said that President Trump was Putin's buddy. He was his friend. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't uh, President Biden say, hey, listen, Don, uh, we know you're a Putin's puppet. Why don't you talk to your pal and see if you can stop him? <laughs> you're right. That would be wisdom, Joe. If that's true, that would be wisdom. Yeah, but Dan, you are what? You had told us before you're 70-something. You have accumulated peace-loving, faith-oriented wisdom of the decades. Putin doesn't use any of that, unfortunately. So, And Biden's not yeah, using yeah. it. If, if that was an actual helpful thing that uh, President Biden could have done, I think he's not using wisdom if he didn't use, didn't call it up either. So, All right, go right. ahead. Anything exactly. else to add? And, uh, and <laughs> I think he's get. I, I think maybe he could be assassinated in his own people, even the top echelon over there, don't want this. They didn't want to invade into Ukraine. So I think it's possible that he could be done away with. I don't know. Right, but not happening. So. There, but yeah, but we'll the trouble is, if you were Vladimir Putin, would you let anybody who you might consider an enemy within 20 miles of you? No, I right. sure wouldn't. If right. I was him, I'd be on shaky ground right now. He's hiding in the basement. <laughs> all right. <laughs> thank you. And we all know how Guys, that works out for care, people. Take care, Dan. One. You yeah, too, Thank sir. you, Dan. Always again. good to hear from take you. Take care. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Last caller before a quickie break would be Cindy. And go ahead. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. I heard over the weekend that uh, Governor Wolf came out with a uh, policy that they had to remove all of the Russian vodka from the shelves in the state stores. Yes, we refer to that as the cockamamie policy of not selling something you've already paid for, but go ahead. Thank you. You've just stolen my line. Oh, right. okay. Well, yeah, we <laughs> I mean, said I'm, this at the this beginning the of the show. the most ridiculous thing I've heard of. Now, if he wanted to bar Pennsylvania from buying Russian vodka for the next 10 years, then I'd think, well, now he's really you know, doing something worthwhile. But they've already purchased it. They're going to stick it in boxes in the back or send it back to some warehouse, and it'll come right back. It's ridiculous. He ought to just bar buying Russian vodka. But he won't well, yeah, do you that. Think it would oh, almost no, be, he it, won't do that. It would almost be a novelty Actually, to buy it, the last couple of bottles. It was part of the deal. In other words, they said they took it off the shelves. Now, if I recall Tim Holden's comment that I read in the uh, Penn Live this morning, also that they will not buy it any further going forward. Well, then good. Now, that makes sense to me. That's reasonable. Like, when I saw the this, this bars were pouring it out in the street or whatever their you know def, de, their demonstration was i thought well you've already purchased it you know you, <laughs> he's already gotten his pound of flesh dude so i don't see how that's helpful at all contrastingly explain to me why we continue to buy buy oil from russia why didn't they shut that off immediately well, we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot you know we've already done that president though, biden did that on day one even though pennsylvania oh, no, we're still importing oil right we still are. Well, and I think, uh, the, the, back to the vodka thing, this is the difference when you have a state store versus a private store. If I said Joe has uh, Joe's Liquors in Shemokin Dam and he's going to sell vodka, and I say, Joe, we're not going to give you any more vodka, guess what happened to the price of a bottle of vodka on the shelf? It just goes up from $20 to $40. But the state store, since You're it's... You're drinking a, pretty good vodka. Well, since it's the state store, they say, no, we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot and not sell it at all, which 
makes you're right, Cindy. Makes no sense at all. No sense at all to me. I don't. I don't. I was relieved, frankly. I make a Christmas uh, cordial, I call it, and I use a famous brand of vodka that starts with the letter A. And so I immediately went online to see, and this vodka is made in Sweden. So I thought, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not contributing to the war effort here by buying Russian vodka, but I mean, I just it, uh, if we're gonna do something, let's do something meaningful. You know, I'm I'm just sick of gestures. Our country, we run in circles over these gestures, and we never actually do something that really makes a difference, that really means something. Shut off that oil. Shut it off. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that would be used as an excuse to drive up the cost of of gasoline in this country. I have no doubt about it. But if you're going to go for a gesture, gestures hurt. And they don't just hurt the person you're making that against. You're also, it also often causes a pinch in your pocket. And that's what we should do. We should cut off any aid. Why did they leave? Here's what I don't understand. They told the Ukrainians to get out, right? They told the embassy to get out. But did you realize they didn't tell the Americans to leave Russia, nor did they close our embassy yes, in Russia? Yes, they just did suggest that over the oh, weekend, that, the, that well, the Americans leave that's Russia. fine, Joe. I mean, he, they were saber-rattling now for a month. And then finally he tells people they should get out. We should have gotten <laughs> out immediately. Right. That's, that's directing the action against the perpetrator, right? That's going for the throat of that person. You know, this we're so upside down in the things we do, it's almost laughable. I... It's 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 embarrassing. That's what it is. It's embarrassing right. to see what diplomacy is going on out of this country now across a wide swath of things. All right, it's ridiculous. Good Thank point. you so Thank much, you, Cindy. Cindy. Appreciate that. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Now we do have to uh, take our break after our caller made absolute perfect sense. So we appreciate her talking about Russian vodka, or in her case uh, Swedish vodka. 1-800-795-9565. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's not just a random place on the map. Oh no, two locations. It's a random place at two locations on the map. But that's only if you want a great value and a great vehicle. The Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership. First of all, you can actually say, oh, I'd like to talk to Mr. Mertz while I'm there. And guess what? He's there. And there's all kinds of Mertz's in town that would just love to help you out. Fourth Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them in advance if you wish to at sunburymotors.com. Check out their inventory. Lots of folks uh, say they are interested in buying a vehicle. Well, guess what? Now might be the time to start the process because they're going to have to use up their allocations to order one for you. Now they do have some. You know, they got a couple of escapes and edges and eco sports and a nice variety of F 150s uh, down there. But uh, you're going to have to order up a Ranger or an Expedition or a Mach E Mustang or the motorized. Uh, I guess they both have motors, but the gasoline Mustang, you're going to have to order one of those. So go to sunburymotors.com, start the process, do as I've done, uh, talk to Jason or Chris or Ernie or Austin or Jeff or Alphonse. They'll hook you up at the Sunbury Motor Company. And if you're going to keep your existing vehicle one more year, go to the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury and get pumped up with nitrogen. I've done it dozens of times, and it makes me who I am today. <laughs> so no, no, skip that. Can we drain it from you? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> All right, one 800 nine five nine five six five we got one caller waiting but we'll take more comers you can email us at on the market wkok.com and text us at seven zero two three six all right we got one caller who's been very patient for 10 minutes or so and we got another one coming in so one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six 
0865. No, don't read that one. Upper right-hand corner. Uh, one of our emailers says, much Russian vodka is Russian-style vodka, similar to Russian dressing, not actually made in Russia. And little did you know Kevin is a Russian vodka expert and came in and told us And then us uh, one wisdom. of our other emailers says, gestures are as worthless as hashtags. All right. Okay. 1-800-795-9565. Dennis, you're finally on. Go ahead. That's great. Good morning, Mark and Joe. Good morning. Do you, do you fellas know where most of the millionaire and billionaire oligarchs live from Russia? In Paris. No. England. It's No. London. They're actually in sunny Beach Isles, Florida, oh, Fisher yeah. Island, Florida, <laughs> Jupiter, Florida. They refer to that as Little Moscow. And, it, and it's amazing that there is that many. You know what I mean? Because... You go back 30 years in uh, Russia. Do you remember the pictures of the people standing in line for a steel loaf of bread and a, and a row of cabbage and, and the poorness of that country? And who changed that? Putin. I'm not saying he's wonderful. I'm just saying he's shrewd, as I used in my email. Mr. Putin, very shrewd. He allowed westernization of Russia. They have malls. They have so much now that they never had. They're very westernized looking because he knew that appeased the people and it made him a favorite. You know, and when you, years ago, none of the communists even referred to God or religion. Mr. Putin attends regularly the Russian Orthodox Church. I mean, he's always with the bishops. He built a, what they call a military chapel over there. It, it, it dwarfs the Vatican, it's that big. It is this huge cathedral, and, and they call it the military chapel. I mean, outwardly, I'm telling you all this to me is ulterior motives, you know what I mean? I'm not praising him by any means, but he has done a lot to fool the people, I would say, over there. And that, you know, communism, they didn't even breathe God, but now he says, oh yes. He says, I'm named after St. Michael the Archangel. He actually, and I've read several articles where they, he thinks he's going to be the savior of Western civilization, that he's almost like a messianic figure that plays into the old Russia. And, you know, it's bizarre as it sounds, these are really legitimate articles from, like, professors and people who really study this stuff. And it, and it is amazing. I mean, I don't really, I never heard the conservatives praise him as, you know, always so great in the sense that he's, you know, a great leader. I just think he, he has people buffaloed because step out of line and see what happens over there in Russia, you know. Also, 30 years ago, if they weren't allowed to have blue jeans, and if they, a Western person was over there in jeans, they'd pay two, three hundred dollars for a pair of, you know, worn out blue jeans just to have them. So, I mean, when you look at their malls now, they, they look more elegant than ours. Their stores, their grocery stores are full. So, you know what I mean? Putin has managed to build himself up as something great in their eyes. And, of course, he filters the news coming in so that, you know, they don't really understand what's going on in the other countries. So, no, no. Yeah, but, but 6,000 yeah. people in St. Petersburg were in the streets demonstrating against the war. So I think that he's had a hard time keeping information away from his people. Right. You're right, Joe. And, and it's... You know, the Internet works both ways these days. It could be our worst enemy, but it could also be our best, you know, ally. And somebody kept saying, our priest is Ukrainian from Schmokin, where I go to church. And he gave a beautiful homily on Saturday evening. And everyone, he says, everyone asks, why does the Internet not go down? Why hasn't that been pulled? 
He said, I'll tell you why. He said, it's owned by a Russian oligarch. He said, they're making a lot of money by keeping the Internet up during these times. I said, huh, that makes sense, does it not? Hmm. You know, and, uh, but it, it's interesting when you really piece all of it together. Yeah, I think he has gone mad, totally. But, I mean, there's so many different aspects of this. It's multifaceted. And, you know, I tend to read all this stuff, and it's just amazing. And I think it was ABC or CBS the other day, the, some young fellow was down there interviewing the, the Russian millionaires and billionaires in Florida, and they're not happy with what's going on. And I guess I wouldn't be either. Their lifeline may be cut off sooner or later, you know. And one of them, I forget what his name is, but he actually bought, Trump had a mansion for sale somewhere there, I think it was Jupiter Island, about 10 years ago, and this multi-billionaire bought uh, for $60 million from Trump, so, you know, neither here nor there, I'm sure Trump was happy to sell the property, but you know what I mean, I don't think that's, again, being on the conservative viewpoint, I don't see where anybody's actually promoted him as something great. I just think they're pointing out his absolute shrewdness, his, his mm-hmm. pulling the wool over everybody. But Yeah, crazy like opinion, a fox. Yeah, crazy like a fox, Mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Found yeah. it. All right, That's well, got gotcha. you. to add today. Well, nicely okay. done. Thank yeah, you thanks, so much, Jeff. Appreciate, appreciate all that insight. All right, Chris, more wisdom, please help us out. We desperately need folks like you to call in. Wisdom. Well, <clears throat> first of all, I think it does make sense to take the vodka you already bought off the shelves because you don't want to be selling Russian vodka at this time. And whether you bought it or not, when you start up, if this. Uh, upset it Russia ends then you have some in stock already and you can sell it then so I don't think it uh, I think it is a good idea to <clears throat> not buy ru- any more Russian vodka and not sell what you have right now but that's not the most effective thing we could do to hurt them in the pocketbook Chris it's I think you agree no but but not buying the Russian vodka helps hurt uh, this is for you Not and I, Joe. Selling Jim. what you bought <laughs> doesn't hurt them, but it does give you a supply when you want to start selling it again, and you don't have to buy it from them right away. So oh, it's, uh, it'll hurt them then until you start buying it again, which makes sense to do when you don't want to help them. All right. I mean, that's, that's a stretch, simple. Chris. But yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> And the other thing is what a wonderful job Biden is doing, <laughs> uniting allies, strengthening NATO, getting everybody on the same page before you take steps. Mm-hmm. He's doing a, an excellent job, which you always manage not to say. And I say, I think he's doing a lot of good in a lot of places. So I say, you know, go Biden, go. Or go Joe, go whichever you <laughs> go want. Go Joe, yeah, the other go Joe. <laughs> so uh, the ways uh, ratcheted up. You said, why didn't he do it before the invasion? That wouldn't have stopped the invasion, but it it punishes each step of the invasion. And Putin has been doing this in steps, and he's matching them, so he always has something to respond and increase the pressure and it's it's made 
Biden have I mean, it's made Putin had to worry about his, not only his economy, but his popularity in his own country. And the other thing Biden's done, un, unlike the guy who said, just act crazy and you can get your way, which acting crazy and doing stupid things does get your way because people don't know what you're doing. And it helps for a while, but after a while it wears really thin and becomes ineffective. And Biden has been basically being truthful with the American people and truthful with Putin and telling the truth about what Russia's been doing. And it's been uniting everybody. And that's why you want a president like that instead of a president like Trump. Well said. Thank you. That's real wisdom. Unless you buy into the the argument that if Trump were in office, it wouldn't have happened. That that Putin would have been so concerned well, about his. So much well, let American me let me just finish that. that let me. Can I finish? Can I finish anything. my thought? Okay. If Putin, I mean, if Trump was so irrational that Putin couldn't be certain how he would react, that in itself might be a deterrent. I'm not saying that Trump would have done anything good. I'm just saying that the fact that he kept people off balance might have been beneficial. <laughs> yes, and I say it, but that that has a very short lifespan. That sort of thing. Yes, yeah, like and me you being don't called want a your country run like that. Chris, it's like me being called a good liberal on the show. No, I'm sorry, I've been found out as a bad liberal. <laughs> you're not a bad liberal. You're just not. You're you're uh, liberal on certain subjects. Yeah, just and not informed. Some subjects you're on, you give convincing arguments about when you're not joking around. And on the others, you kind of don't make the liberal argument, you don't make the liberal case. So you think my cockamamie mandatory carry is a joke? Uh, I said that when you first started doing it, <laughs> yeah. and you agreed with me then. Yes, but it's maybe true. Maybe you were just fooling when you agreed with me. <laughs> no, it's cockamamie. Well, you know, <laughs> literally. Let's, let's look at let's look at how the world reacts to people. Zelensky was considered a yeah, clown and a comedian, and uh, you he know, was a comedian. A very I know a very lightweight person, but, but he's he was not. Never a clown, I don't believe. He has demonstrated that what real leadership, and I think what real leadership is. When he was asked if he wanted to ride out of the country, he said, I don't need a ride, I need ammunition. You know, that's the kind of guts and, and determination the strong leader exhibits. Uh, I don't think a strong leader necessarily dodges the press at every opportunity or has a list of people that he'll call on. And it's your imagination that he does, yeah. I saw him stand there, look down at the sheet on Friday <laughs> to call on the names of the guy from the Associated Press first. Yes, if you missed that, he does do that occasionally, and, and does it all the time. Trump also, Trump also had a system of asking people and had an idea of who he was going to take questions from. And when he didn't like the question, he'd insult you and not answer it, which is kind of worse than uh, than not dealing with the question at all in a lot of ways. So when calling somebody a stupid sob, that's uh, that's okay as long as it's a Democrat doing it, not a Republican. No, he probably shouldn't have done that. It's not he could have answered. He could have explained more clearly why he had a low opinion of the question, <laughs> and it was it was a pretty insulting, derogatory right. question. Now, without, everybody without in the basis. Everybody I heard in the media said that the question was legitimate and should have been asked. 
Everybody. Well, the way it was? Yeah, but the no. way it was. He didn't ask anything harmful. I don't think so. Refresh my memory what Would question you remember, was that? Well, you refresh my memory what the question was. He asked a question about whether or not inflation was going to be harmful in the, uh, in the midterm elections. Now, President Biden could have said, yes, I am concerned about that, and here's what I'm doing about it. Instead, he called him a stupid <laughs> SOB. Joe's the, the king of better answers. <laughs> Joe McGranahan. Well, that's yeah. true. It is. I mean, you've got right. to admit that. That's not. You're saying that Trump was so bad. Well, I think Biden's just as bad. No, he said it wasn't. The question was, isn't it going to hurt you in the midterms? All right, we got to. Uh, yeah, that's well. That's what I said. Or something well, like that. Well, no, no. I think. I, so the uh, the question is, is it going to hurt you in the midterms? Oh, no, I don't think it will hurt. Inflation no, I think it was. I think it was. It's the kind. Oh, come on, Chris. Chris. No, I think it was. How is inflation going to help you in the midterm? It's the kind of question. That's, that's, that's the stupid question. No, it's not. It wasn't stupid. It's the kind of question it, that. It was a gotcha I, of course, question. I'm never going to be allowed to speak. Hey, we have to say goodbye. Chris, uh, oh, not give you speak plenty. You interrupted me. No, I'm just saying I don't. Well, never mind. We have to go. Thank you so much, Chris. we got to hit the road. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, we're not garbage or stupid, so we're things are getting better. All right, we'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. He gave this testy response as reporters walked out. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> See that? The, the administration likely to spend the next few days. Thank yeah, you, question. Mr. President. <laughs> Do you think inflation is a political liability going into the midterms? No, that, I think it's an asset. <laughs> that, listen, that's the kind of question you ask when you want a broad response. You give somebody a chance to Ouch. expound on what it is they're going to do about inflation. That is a gotcha question no, if there not. ever was never, one in the never, history never. of the world from a nah, Fox reporter. All right, we've got some emails I'm left over. I'm questioning your news credentials on that one. <laughs> one of our good listeners knows vodka in and out and backwards and sent us an email. We'll read that tomorrow. And uh, another one, too. So we'll read all those. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is WKOK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.